Good afternoon, passengers, and thank you for traveling with Greyhound Bus this evening. A new company policy requires me, your bus driver tonight, to read to you the following statement and some minor precautions for making your trip safe and relaxing. First, there is no smoking on the bus. However, we will stop routinely for cigarette and stretching breaks, where you can smoke and grab a cup of our complimentary Greyhound coffee. Cream and sugar packets will cost extra. Second, if you are to use a lavatory for a number two, please flush and pump a few sprays of our patented Greyhound scented ocean bus breeze before heading back to your seat. Toilet paper will cost extra, of course. And finally, please respect the privacy of your fellow travelers. If your neighbor is sleeping peacefully, do not wake him, especially by taking a giant Rambo knife and launching it deep inside his trachea. While laughing maniacally as blood spurts into your eyes, your mouth, and the eyes and mouth of your fellow travelers. Running is also not allowed on the bus, especially after you've completely detached the head, dangling it by your side by his hair, and moving towards the front of the bus to show off your new prize to the other passengers, who are currently in utter shock and horror. The in-ride movie movie tonight is The Mask of Zorro. However, please do not attempt to mimic the sword-wielding vigilante by dismembering the headless corpse to several pieces, spreading them around the bus in accordance with God's will, before finally consuming one or perhaps both eyeballs, capping it off with a little heart juice. Hot sauce will cost extra. Once again, thank you for choosing Greyhound for your trip this evening. Let me ask you guys a question. All Who's right. been on a Greyhound bus? Willingly. Um, I've not been on a Greyhound. I've been on like a mega bus. What's a mega bus? It's like <laughs> it's a double decker Greyhound bus. Oh, they... like in Europe? They have the big. No, oh. no it, like... it's like a ch- super cheap bus that, that goes from like Boston to New York City yeah. for like 10 bucks. Or yeah. s- it's super cheap. Um, I, I, yeah, I have not been on a Greyhound bus, but I did take a coach bus like, fr- like from. Massachusetts to Pennsylvania one time we went to go see the Amish the Amish to Hershey Park nice so I've never been on a Greyhound bus I've been on an Amtrak which is also pretty shady like the train yeah the train I don't think I've ever been on a bus bus I've ridden school buses quite a bit like the short ones I was gonna ask you about the short Oh, shit. Sounds about right. <laughs> All right, everyone, welcome to Talk Murder to Me podcast mm-hmm. and a video series. We are on YouTube.com, Y-O-T-U-B-E.com. Type in Talk Murder to Me. You don't want to miss this story at all. This is a crazy story, very crazy story. And uh, if you're on a podcast platform, thank you so much. Be sure to subscribe. We got some excellent cases coming up, a lot of Big name celebrities we're doing. Oh, some sweet. that you haven't heard. Some some of the cases we're doing, you know the person, but you didn't know they were murdered. Really? Oh, cool. Yeah. So be sure to subscribe on your podcasting apps. And if you're following along with us tonight, go to talkmurder.com and you can click on the caption that says something about a Greyhound bus, because that's what we're talking about tonight, Greyhound buses. Um, You know, it's funny. We haven't been doing the YouTube for the YouTube. <laughs> we haven't been doing YouTube videos for that long. So like when you said video series, I was like, oh, like we're like a video series, too. It's us. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So podcasting on YouTube. Anyway, tonight's a crazy story. And you guys... I know you guys have heard of this one before, but our audience has not. So it's been, I think it's been a a long time though since we've talked about something on a Greyhound bus. So, yeah. 
Tonight, we are going to Canada. Yes, oh, yeah. Canada. Canada. Oh, man, I forgot to put the theme song in there. I usually put the theme oh. song. Dun, dun, oh, dun, dun, Canada. Yeah. Um, we know the song. If you look at... Our home and native land, I think is the words. And if, I don't know anything after that. If you're on YouTube, we are on Google Earth right now. And you see the, the Canadian flag waving. Because we love Canada, their justice system is very tough, and if if very you, rigid, if you decide to kill someone in Canada, I wouldn't because you're probably not going to get away with it without a, a slap on the wrist, and that slap will probably hurt pretty bad. Oh man, <laughs> feel the burn, the sting. We've done a lot of uh, Canada stories. Paul Bernardo and his Carla Hamolka. Yeah, mm. and and she's actually now a uh, elementary school teacher. And oh, she helped rape oh God. and kill her own sister, and helped her boyfriend Paul Bernardo rape and kill others as well. And now she's teaching the little tiny Canucks up there. Wow. Yeah, so Canada. Anyway, tonight we're going to 12.01 a.m. July 30th, 2008. Mm-hmm. I'm showing them Google Earth right now. And here we go. We are at the bus station. This is the Greyhound bus station that you're seeing now. This is in Alberta, Canada. Canada. <laughs> this is in Alberta, Canada. <laughs> and I kind of like zoomed around just so I can see what this place looks like. This is who we're talking about tonight. His name is Tim McLean. Can you describe this person for us, for our podcast listeners? Um, It looks like this photo was maybe taken in the 90s or maybe it's the 2000s. Canada maybe like a decade behind us style wise. But he's a young guy with well, a... Give me an age. I would say in his 20s. Yeah, based on yeah, based on that picture, he's got like a I don't know, it I wouldn't call it a soul patch, but what is what would you call that fa- facial hair? Uh I I think the closest is yeah, it's a short soul patch. It's not like a chin he doesn't have a chin strap to go with it, so you can't call it like a full beard. It's like but the, I I usually think of the soul patch as like it goes in the in inside like of the the, the goatee, not the goatee, but the the, the um uh, Asian people have the Fu Manchu, the Fu Manchu or whatever. No, it? Fu Manchu but is like long. Yeah, it's it's an interesting facial hair decision. I'm just gonna say that he's wearing a backwards hat, wife beater, and a black widow tattoo. Yeah, the the spider tattoo on his arm is interesting, and he's holding a little toddler. Yeah, so that's Tim McLean. He's 22 years old. He's a carnival barker. You want to take a guess what a barker is? Um, someone that is like. Works at a carnival and tells people to go away. He do- he orders them around? <laughs> sort of, but backwards. So a carnival barker is someone who promotes the carnival. So he's the guy standing out front that says, come one, come all. See oh. something you've never seen before. The huh. bearded lady. Why do I Nicole feel like? Perry. <laughs> that was mean. The... You know what sucks about getting older is like we are bearded ladies. Like I what? find so many chin hairs and it's really upsetting. So are you I serious? Always... Yes. It happens. Women don't have to shave their face. We don't have no. to shave our face, but we have to tweeze our face. Ew, gross. Seriously? 
Yeah. I'm just going to let you be oblivious to that one. <laughs> it's real. I like, I always have to keep a pair of tweezers. I thought y'all just didn't grow hair on your face or your armpits. No, I knew your armpits. There was a girl in high school. Her name was Harry Carey. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, she, that's uh, terrible. So <laughs> that's terrible. She was a soccer player. Did, um, did Carrie also have a bad experience at the prom or... <laughs> What do you mean? Oh my God, Carrie, the, the movie, movie Carrie. Oh no, I think it was spelled differently. <laughs> the movie, the movie that petrified me, scared the shit out of Jen at the ending. Tim McLean, he travels with the carnival there in Alberta. They just finish up the carnival dates there. They're actually on the way to another location, which I'm about to talk about. But he decides that he wants to go back home to Manitoba. And I'm going to show you where these are in Canada. Canada. What is it? Canada. Canada. <laughs> Shit. In Canada. For, it's not that hard, John. For you Americans like me that don't know anything. And so it's a long bus ride home. Mm-hmm. He gets on bus 1170 and it's 18 hours to Ericsson, which is about the halfway point. So about 36 hours, 30 hours to get to where he's going oh, in Manitoba. Oh my God, on a bus? On a bus, yeah. That's miserable. That is brutal. I mean... <laughs> I, I mean, it's kind of better, though, to do that trip when you're not driving. Oh, yeah. Because you can do whatever you want. You yeah. can sleep, you uh-huh. can, you know. Oh my gosh, I always think... Whenever we talk about buses, I always think about um, <laughs> Rat Race. <laughs> yeah. The with the Lucys. You know who he kind of looks like? Um, that guy. Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray. Yeah. That guy's a dick, apparently. There's a video of him being an asshole. Remember when he was on, like, an Access Hollywood or something like that? He was, like, hosting for a while. Yeah, he still hosts radio shows, I think. Does he? Yeah. Yeah, he looks like him. He looks like the guy from Sugar Ray. Mm-hmm. With the hat, especially. Did I ever tell you that, you know that band Crossfade? Did I ever tell you that story? Yeah, how you guys went to that show and you were like, play this no, so, that was a different band. Oh. I, don't, I can't remember what band that was. No, there's this band from Columbia called Crossfade. And I was, or like a bunch of us were at a random bar in Columbia, downtown Columbia. And we were all in line because it was a pretty, you know, packed place. I think it was like maybe St. Patrick's Day or something. And some guy walks up to us and he just starts talking to us. And he, he looks like a rock star. He's like, hey, um, I'm, I'm the whoever, the lead singer from Crossfade. Do you guys want my autograph? And I'm like, no. <laughs> you can wait in the back of the line like everyone else. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? This is the weirdest thing to say. That's funny. We have a podcast. I also feel like something you would say to people. I was like, I'm, no, I'm John from Talk Murder to Me. Would Would you like my autograph? I don't know. I feel like that's something that like I would probably say to people. Yeah. We have a podcast. It was so weird, man. <laughs> Um, anyway, this is Tim McLean that you're looking at on your screen. Tim McLean on the screen. He was 20. He is 20, was 22 years old. Very outgoing, not shy at all. He talks a lot. He is very friendly to everyone. Obviously, you got to be to be a carnival barker. Mm-hmm. At the end of July 2008, he was working in Edmonton in the carnival. The next stop was Regina. And that is how you say it. Not Regina. It's <laughs> Regina. I saw a video of someone saying Regina. I love it. Only one video? Well, this is the Canadians, so they all say everything, you know. But it was it one video, or were there multiple videos? There was one video of him talking a boot, a Regina. Boat? 
He decided to go home to Winnipeg to make arrangements because he wants to take a break from the carnival and move to British Columbia instead. And his friends wanted to buy him a plane ticket, but he refused. And so he's the life of a carnival worker is someone that you have to be willing to travel and experience new things. So, yeah, they were making money doing this, but it was more of a travel mm-hmm. arrangement for him. It's kind of like, you know, you tra- you like live with the with the troop, kind of like the King, like King Richard's Fair type thing that travels mm. and it goes all around. And, you know, that's that's what you do. But it's also like what you live. Yeah. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. So this is a home footage of him. I'm pulling the video from tonight from the Fifth Estate. One of my favorite, favorite. Uh, it's like, uh, what what would it be over here in America? Sort of like unsolved uh, mysteries. No, not unsolved mysteries. Forensic Files. No, it's like uh, just a regular news station. Oh, like Good Morning America. It's like Oxygen over here. Almost. Oh. They okay. only, they do crime stories. Yeah, so it's Got like an it. oxygen, okay. but for Canadians. So this is some of the footage that Tim McLean was taking. He had a handy cam with him. Go to talkmer.com to see this. I'm on the Greyhound bus. I'm uh, on the Greyhound too. Look, I met up with Aaron. Yeah. There he is. Somewhere, somewhere this summer we met. Like I, like I said, I would. I met up with him at the end of the ferry. So that's Tim McLean. Obviously a very friendly guy. can talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. And because... You know, if you're an introvert, you wouldn't be feeling people like that. I think I wouldn't at least. No. I would say, please, just look ahead. You know, make eye contact. Yeah. Let me take my nap. I'm (laughs) pretending to be asleep. Headphones in. I'm actually asleep. Don't bother me. (laughs) Around the same time that Tim McLean is heading towards his home in Winnipeg, another man at approximately 1230 a.m. boards a Greyhound bus in Edmonton heading to Thunder Bay via Winnipeg. So this guy's name that he gives to the ticket taker is Wong Pint. It's a Chinese name. Okay. Now, that's not his real name. So automatically or already he's giving a false name, which is a red flag. His real name is Vince Lee, V-I-N-C-E-L-I. Okay. Okay, that's his real name. He's from China, but he is a Canadian citizen. Okay. Lee, at the time, is living with his ex-wife, and he leaves her a note saying, quote, I'm gone. Don't look for me. I wish you were happy. And if you want to describe Vince Lee for our podcast audience, Nicole. Um, he's got short, cropped hair. Um, he's like a bigger, like, stocky-looking fellow, um, Chinese fellow, mid I would say in his 40s would be my guess. Yeah, I'd agree. Late 30s or mid 40s, like that range. Yeah. Yeah, he looks a lot older than he is. He's actually 40 years old there. I said 40s. Yeah. Yeah. I think he looks way older than 40. Really? No, I'd say that's accurate. On July 29th at 5.55 p.m., this guy, Vince Lee, he gets off the bus at in Erickson, which is like the halfway point. Okay. In Manitoba. Now, the bus driver, his name was Patrick Delbridge, tells him or tries to tell him that this isn't his stop. He's trying to go all the way to Winnipeg, and they're in Manitoba. And he couldn't communicate with this guy. He wouldn't listen or something. He's like, no, this isn't the stop. Don't get off here. Your ticket goes all the way to Manitoba. Or, excuse me, to Winnipeg. For the next 24 hours... And at this time, 
Tim McLean's bus is heading down mm-hmm. and they're going to their and their paths are about to cross. But Vince Lee spends 24 hours in Erickson waiting on a bus stop. And there was only actually one bus stopping there during uh, this time. But he spends 24 hours on a park bench and he has a laptop. He burns all of his possessions, his clothes, his bag, everything behind the bus station. And he sells his laptop. He tries to sell it for $600 to this random guy that's working at this tire shop. And the guy's like, no, I'll give you 60 bucks for it. So he does. He sells him his laptop for 60 bucks. And he burns all of his other ass- assets. And he gets on the bus 1170, which is the bus Tim McLean's on, going to Winnipeg. Okay. Okay. So Vince Lee at the time lived with his ex-wife in Winnipeg, and he was actually doing these menial small jobs. And the job he was currently doing was selling news or he was a newspaper delivery man in Edmonton. Okay. They disagreed all the time, him and his wife. And to make his marriage work, he decided to join a church where he eventually found Jesus. And this is the first time he wasn't religious before, but he did join a church recently and found Jesus. Okay. And this is what he says from his interviews. Okay. Um, He was a well-educated man, Chinese degree in computer science, and he took low-paying jobs in Canada to support him and his ex-wife. All right. So July 30th, 5.55 p.m. This is when Lee boards the Greyhound bus 1170 to Winnipeg. Mm -hmm. He does not have a ticket for Winnipeg, but he does have a ticket for the Thunder Bay, which is a a road leaving to Winnipeg. He sits in the third or fourth row from the front at the time. So he's pretty close to the front. And the bus is carrying 36 passengers the max capacity is 55, so okay. it's pretty full. Okay. A passenger, Marlene Gregory, also boards that same bus, and she notices that Vince Lee is appearing, quote, agitated and a little distraught. And he started pacing back and forth on the bus, talking to himself mm. in Chinese. Okay. He was also carrying a hunting knife with him, a big old hunting knife, like a a Bear Grylls hunting knife. Ooh. That seems odd that he would be allowed on the bus with that. Yeah, I know, right? And he's carrying his big hunting knife with him the whole way. And he didn't make any secret that he was like carrying it. It wasn't like he was concealing it or anything. No, I don't think so. I think it was just right on his person. Weird. Like, I, I if there were open seats, I don't know how Greyhound works if you are assigned seats or not, but I would definitely go as far away as possible. Yeah. From that. Oh, yeah. So a couple passengers got a very weird vibe from the guy. But Tim McLean, he's been on this bus for 18 hours now mm-hmm. to get to Erickson. So what is he doing? He's sleeping. He's snoozing. He's got right. his Apple earbuds in. He's listening to Talk More to Me podcast. He is out snoozing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's not really aware of anything that's going on. And he's sitting by himself. Tim McLean is at the back of the bus, right by the bathroom on the Greyhound bus. Okay. Now, Tim McLean gets off the bus between Brandon and Portledge La Prairie for a cigarette break. And when he gets back on, he notices that Lee was already in the seat next to him. So at first, he was just by himself on the seat, and Lee was in the front of the bus. 
But now, after he took the cigarette break, this guy is now sitting right next to him. And there's empty spaces available. But Tim McLean, being such a friendly guy, doesn't really... He's like, hey, how you doing? He was, you know, generous. And then he just closed his eyes and went back to sleep. Man, if it, this story is going to teach us one thing, it's don't don't sit next to people. <laughs> don't, no. like, don't take... The, if their seat's empty, take two, it. Two, and... two words for, for this story. Stranger danger. Yeah, yeah. No, two words. Don't ride Greyhound buses or any buses for that matter. That's more like seven words, but... So this is where they're sitting. You see Tim McLean and then Vince Lee yep. is by the window there. Go to talkmore.com to see those pictures I'm putting up of the placement of the two. At approximately 8.30 p.m., this is July 30th, about 18 kilometers west of Portlage La Prairie, Lee, for no reason at all, pulls out that big buck knife and stabs it directly into McLean's neck. Oh. While he's sleeping. So this dude's oh snoozing, God. you know, listening to Drake or whatever. And then all of a sudden, this dude pulls out his buck knife and stabs it directly in his, his neck. But he's uh, still alive. Oh, God. And it's just completely out of reality, right? Because of what, what there's nothing to provoke this guy to do this. This guy was sleeping. This is from the Globe and Mail. This is a Canada newspaper. A quiet ride, then carnage. It was a blood-curdling scream, he said. I turned around, and the guy sitting right next behind was standing up, stabbing another guy with a Rambo knife right in the throat, repeatedly. Mr. Catton said that the attack was utterly unprovoked. He watched in horror as the man described as tall and well-built with close-cropped hair, plunged the hunting knife into the victim eight or nine times, sending blood spraying. Like, could you imagine being asleep on a Greyhound bus and then like... Because this is being, around midnight, right? Being awakened yeah, yeah. by like someone else's blood splattering on your face. Oh. Well, this this actually happened at 8.30 p.m. on that July oh, 30th. Oh, yeah, okay. So it's still nighttime. Okay. But most people are asleep. And it's interesting because... You want to guess, and you're probably not going to be able to guess, but what movie was playing on the bus? You know, the bus movie? Um, American Psycho? No. <laughs> uh, trains, Planes, and Automobiles? No, you. no one can ever guess it, but The Mask of Zorro. Oh, <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, that's a good movie. With Antonio Banderas? Yeah. Yeah. So, this was 8.30. He starts stabbing him. Now, in total, this guy's going to be stabbed almost 100 times. That's in excessive. The, in the same spot, in the neck. Is the Does the bus driver know what's happening right away? Oh, yeah. So he pulled, the bus driver pulls over eventually. And I'm going to skip forward a little bit, but at approximately 1.20 a.m., so a few hours later, Mr. Lee is apprehended after he breaks open the window of the bus. He throws out some of his belongings and the murder weapon. Then he jumps out the bus headfirst, landing on his face. And then that's when they arrest him. He struggles, and then while he's at the hot, because they take him directly to the hospital in handcuffs, and he says, quote, I'm sorry. This is the witness, Stephen Allison. She's 20 years old, if you want to read this. Out of nowhere, he came out and attacked him. I jumped up, yelled to stop the bus, and then the other passengers got off, he said. I went back for my wife, and he was attacked. And he was still attacking him on the floor. My wife was still sitting down because she was paralyzed with fear. I crawled over some seats and got back to her, grabbed her, and brought her off the bus. 
I saw the entire attack, heard the screams, and saw everything. So when the bus driver, so the bus driver pulls over and everyone else gets off the bus. Oh yeah, dude! Everyone because there's but they blood. leave him in there. Like yeah, he's yeah. still in there going like going well, crazy. Well, it was stabbing. it was like uh you know you see those action movies where everyone's running off the bus and the bus driver's the last one. He's like, everyone get off, get off, and then he's the last one yeah. off the bus and. Vince Lee is running at the bus driver with the big ass buck knife. Oh, shit. And at the split second when he tries to get off the bus, the bus driver closes the door from the outside. It actually gets his arm out of the bus. So he's trying to stab and get oh. off the bus at the same time and it catches his arm. Wow. But you know, it's those foldable yeah, doors. Right. So it's not going to cut his arm off, but it's just like, ah, like in yeah. the movies, you oh, know, yeah. where the arm is sticking out the door. Yeah. Crazy shit. Yeah. So they locked him on the bus, obviously. And so everyone else did make it out. Hell yeah. Wow. Everyone made that's, it out That's Quick. lucky. That's yeah. really lucky. Uh, yeah, especially. Oh, yeah. I mean, can you, I, I wonder what, everyone must have been in some sort of state of panic. It must have been, I don't wonder how quickly, you know, that bus cleared out. Oh, quickly. I mean, there was blood sprayed everywhere. Right. But when you think about how many people are on that bus, you said 36 yeah, people 36. and there's only one one aisle. One aisle, and you have to, like, it's like an airplane. Yeah. You have to, like, wait and be like, no, you go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Like, it's like yeah. everyone's, like, climbing over sleeves. Get it! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, it was like that, for real. I mean, I guess. I mean, think about it. And probably what helped give it, get everyone out is Tim McLean didn't die right away. As you heard uh, one of the witnesses say, they screaming. could hear the screams, the blood-curdling screams. Because it's in your neck, Jesus. and when you're screaming, obviously like your vocal cords oh, are the... And he's probably in a freaking dream, man, because he was already passed out sleeping. Mm. And then he's just got his big-ass knife stuck right in his neck. It's like, holy shit, well, that's aggressive. I wonder if anyone used the emergency exits in the windows. And plus, th think about Good another point. thing. Vince Lee was sitting by the window, so the body... Or his victim was kind of blocking his path it too. Was, how far back in the bus was it? Was in the very very back, va very back. It last, was the yeah, last row. Well, the one, before not the, the last row, but the one before the last row. But there was no one behind them. Well, that's lucky that yes. no one got too. stuck there. Yeah, let me show you the picture again. Yeah, so you can kind of see. Yeah, yeah this there's, is the, there are the seats be behind the bathroom. Yeah, this is the exact the picture here. Yes. You can see the two two, two guys. Okay, so they're pretty, and you see the um the one of the passengers there one of the women she, you know she got sprayed with blood because as soon as he stabs that dude in the neck oh my god it's going everywhere yeah it's not like it was a little steak knife or a, yeah you know. it was a big ass knife he gets stabbed over 60 times probably upwards of 100 this takes four hours okay that he's still in the bus they, they lock him on the bus for four hours and the passengers are just watching as this guy is now dismembering the corpse and decapitating the head. Oh, my God. He decapitates the head with the knife. Finally, he gets the head off. He runs to the front of the bus like one of the one of those uh, what are you, barbarians. Oh, my gosh. It's like Game of Thrones. Game, I haven't seen that. Games of Thrones. Oh, that's too bad. But so <laughs> really enjoy it. <laughs> Vince, this guy, this guy runs to the front of the bus, and every and the bus driver's sitting outside, like in horror. Everyone else is right by the bus, like, what is going on? Are and the police watching at this point? Watching well, they get there like pretty there, quick, yeah. and they they leave this guy on the bus for another three and a half hours. 
as he's dismembering, he gets the head off and he runs up to the bus so with the hair. That's a little weird, yeah, don't you a, think? Yeah, wouldn't you want to, you know... Take a shot? Yeah. Adam? No, see, the RSCMP, they have a protocol that if the body has already been dead, there's no... There's, um, they can't risk any other injuries, even to officers, if because the, the even for desecrating a course, yeah, though, desecrating like, the course. Well, it, that's what I mean. Like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you want like a a sniper rifle, like something to shoot at him from the outside to try to? I think they get did. A, I I don't think that's a good idea because you want to interview this guy and be like, hey, why did you just do that? <sighs> do you though? Like, does it ma- like he what if he gets out of the bus? Then he's a risk to everybody else. So, well, there was plenty of cops there. They probably had the guns trained on him. I think they did pretty good because they have a protocol where he can desecrate, desecrate the courts. But as long as he's not going to provide any injury to the officers or anyone else, then like he was only a risk to himself. Yeah, at that point. exactly. Mm. But he's running back and forth between the bus after he gets the head off. He's holding Tim McLean's hair mm. like with the head dangling Jeez. and like spraying blood all over the door and almost like laughing ha, 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 kind of thing is really weird uh there's a guy which you're about to see now go talk murder.com to see uh, a video of this guy i'm about to show you in a minute but he was stabbed over 60 times if you want to read this Mr. Catton, who served five years in the Canadian forces and was closest to the attacker, paused before leaving, leaving, torn momentarily between concern for his own safety and the thought of abandoning the bleeding victim. He turned to another man nearby and asked for his help. He said, give me a hand and let's go get this guy. The other and the other guy took off, he said. It was only moments later that the victim's screams went silent. Mr. Catton knew he was too late. Mr. Catton jumped off the bus and was met by a trucker who had stopped after seeing the commotion. The trucker grabbed the crowbar and Mr. Catton got a hammer and they tried to contain the attacker on the bus. The attacker swung his knife at them and threw the partially closed bus door. Yes, with head in one hand and knife in the other and made his way towards me. Then the incident became even more macabre. The attacker returned to the victim's side and began saving and began sawing through his neck. A few moments later, he walked to the front of the bus holding a decapitated human head, displaying it to the 34 passengers and the bus driver standing outside. I got sick after I saw the head thing, Mr. Catton said. Some people were puking and some people were crying. Some people were shocked. The killer, meanwhile, was unfazed. He just looked at us and dropped the head on the ground. Totally calm, he said. Reports from the scene indicate the man then ate the pieces of the corpse. Wow. <laughs> There's another cannibal story for us. This is, this is European, this China and Germany thing, man. There's man, there's some I don't think we have a problem with that shit cannibals. over here. Oh. Maybe in Milwaukee, but not here. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, like there's not a lot of cannibal stories over here. You you say that now. And, I mean, and now you're going to start getting some more. Well, some in more Germany ads. is Germany. It's rampant, man. There was just another one in the news. Same Seriously? shit. Yeah, someone wanted to be eaten. More wiener schnitzel. <laughs> <Get it. laughs> I just don't. They really like their wiener schnitzel. Yeah. All right. The RCMP waited about four hours to go on the bus. They actually didn't end up going on the bus. So this guy was dismembering 
the victim's body for four hours as people were watching. The parts of Tim McLean's body were spread all over the bus. I mean, there was like an ear in this seat, a finger in this seat. I mean, it was completely like he completely butchered it. What a scene. Like, I mean, they they couldn't even show a picture of the body because it's not all there. You'd have to, you know, it's like putting a puzzle together (laughs) at the end. Hot damn. He then... Now, this is from Vince Lee. God actually told him to do this. Oh, okay. Because, you know, he's a recent Christian. So it's okay then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And God actually told him to dismember the evil spirit and spread the body across the bus. God actually told him to get the body parts far away from him as he could because it obviously is an evil spirit in the body. And he had to spread the body parts across the bus because that's as far as he could spread them apart he didn't because if he didn't god said the spirit would reconvene and tim mclean would come back to life you know kind of like one of those movies where the parts just kind of float back together right right. and then he's you know yeah i mean i have seen several of those cases in my own uh life so it is a very scary experience so I, i get it a couple of things they didn't find on the bus though was Tim McLean's eyeballs because no, no. Vince Lee ate oh, the eyeballs. No. Oh, God. Can you imagine eating an eyeball? Oh. I, I, I can't. But like the only thing I can picture is Shrek at the beginning of Shrek when he puts the eyeball martini oh, <laughs> in the martini. Gross. I feel like if once you take a bite in it, it's like ah, no. juicy on the inside. It just kind of like... the jelly from your eyes. <laughs> like what's a good candy or something that has... It's- like. When you do the, the it's like know, a peach. Maybe you bite the peach and it no, kind of just not like a, not, you know, a peeled I just, grape. I recently tried. Oh yeah, but I recently tried um, bubble tea, and it kind of like oh you know, yeah, yeah. Like, that stuff is gross, man. I, I kind of liked it. I haven't had it. I've had it once in my life. They, they was like it's a good. fad a couple years ago. Yeah, there's a place in Somerville, downtown Somerville. He actually ate a third of the heart too. Only a third. Only a third. I guess he got full. I mean, that's a lot of protein. He, I mean, he was going on four hours. Yeah, he was, he was. So he was just eating stuff in front of the passengers. Oh. Like he would take a bite out of one of the fingers, you know, the lung. But he actually oh. consumed the eyeballs and the heart, a third of the heart. Mm-mm. Now, Good grief. Okay. Tim McLean actually tried to struggle because he did have defensive wounds. He was unsuccessful, obviously. Once everyone is outside the bus, that's when the bus driver calls 911. And here is an an eyewitness video, and we're just going to watch this thing. Go to talkmer.com to see this video. Um, I was just reading a book. All of a sudden, I heard a guy screaming. I turned around, and the guy sitting right next beside me was standing up and stabbing another guy with a big Rambo knife, pretty much. It was a big survival knife like this in the throat, repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. told everybody to get off the bus. Everybody started to get off the bus. Uh, the guy step, kill step, or this was, still kept stabbing him. This was the stabbing him. Uh, everybody got off the bus. Me and a trucker that had stopped and the Greyhound driver uh, ran up to the door to, to maybe see if the, the guy was still alive or we could help or something like that. And when we all got up, we seen that the guy was cutting off the guy's head. Uh, he was cutting off the guy's head there. And he saw us. He, he came back to the front of the bus told the driver to shut the door 
Uh, he pressed the button and the door shut, but it didn't shut in time, and the guy was able to get his knife out and take a swipe at us, so we backed off the door, and uh, I ran around the backside of the bus, the bus driver took off, and then we both returned to the front to see what had happened, and he, he hadn't gotten off the bus, the door was still open. Uh, we shut the bus door that time and shut it. Hmm. Uh, it was at that point that he came, started walking to the front of the bus, and he had a, the, the head in his hand, and he just looked at us like this and dropped it on the ground. Oh, oh my God. Totally calm. It's like a mic drop, but worse. Yeah. Um, Were people running? Were they screaming? Yeah, everybody was running, screaming off the bus. Like, when, when it happened, it, I think I was the first one to, to really realize what was going on and just screamed, like, stop the bus, someone's getting stabbed, everybody get the hell off. The people at the front of the bus didn't really understand what was going on, so it was... It almost turned into like a trample scene there and everybody trying to get off the bus. But uh, the guy, he didn't care at all. He wasn't concerned with anybody but the, the, guy, the guy that he was stabbing. Never seen anything like this before. Ever been through anything like this before? <laughs> Nothing like that. Um, I don't think anybody's been through anything like this before. Who is this reporter? Are you a soldier, right? Or I was. Soldier? Yeah, I was. I was like in the military for five years. Reg Force? Or was it? Yeah. What unit? Uh, tank emergency, but uh, I don't want to get too far into that right now. But yeah, I was a soldier. Sorry, you said he's like special <laughs> officer. That was combat engineer. Oh. What the fuck are you okay. talking about, dude? That's this, enough. This guy like just beheaded someone. Stop uh, and chat. Stop yeah. and chat. I, I feel like he's, he's just... like, yo, you want to get a beer sometime? <laughs> it's like, what the uh, fuck? I know. I feel like he's. It, it clearly just happened because they're at the hotel, you know, where the they're staying. So I, I'd be like, I'm, I'm done now. Can I'm we stop go to bed? Yeah, I'm a head to bed. <laughs> think about sleeping after that all right so this guy obviously death penalty <laughs> well knowing canada i'm a little worried about uh, his uh his sentence all right if you want to read this, this is from the edmonton journal I saw the entire attack, heard the screams. Vincent Lee, not criminally responsible for bus killing, beheading, and cannibalization. What do you mean, not criminally responsible? You see the flag, don't you? We've done these stories before. <laughs> All right, if you want to read this, this is from the same paper. The man who killed, beheaded, and cannibalized a passenger on a Greyhound bus last summer is headed to a hospital, not a prison cell, after being found not criminally responsible Thursday for his actions. Psychiatrists for both the Crown and Defense told a trial this week that the 40-year-old Lee could not be held criminally responsible because he had been having psychotic episode and was hearing voices when he attacked a sleeping victim on the bus near Port La Prairie, Man. Manitoba. All right, so the mother... I thought they were just like, man, the that's awful. The mother, Carol Dedeli, she says... Quote, he should be held responsible for it. I mean, think about like, okay, your child dies. That's horrible. But your child was beheaded on a bus and then his body parts were eaten. Like, dude, what? I mean, I I always struggle with this with like, you know, psychotic issues that also lead to murder where I'm like, it doesn't matter like you still murdered someone and you're still a danger to society so you can't be released you know so like hospital jail cell you're not you're not fit for society in any even if so all right so i'm gonna tell you vince lee the guy was schizophrenic okay before this a couple years before this even happened he was diagnosed but 
he wasn't taking medication. So the mother goes on and says he still did it, whether he was in his right frame of mind or not. He still did the act. There was nobody else on that bus holding a knife, slicing up my child. The father says, quote, I have no fear or, quote, I have a fear knowing that he may get out one day. And uh, my fear is that Vincent Lee may get out and be released into the public one day. And I fear for the public. Yeah, this should never happen. I mean, what happens if he he does get released from the hospital eventually? He continues to not take his pills and then he has another psychotic break. Yeah. Yeah. Vince Lee tells the psychiatrist that he was hearing voices from God and they said, quote, eliminate this man. He is the force of evil. That's why he attacked him. And that's why he was bringing a knife anyway, because God was telling him that everyone was evil. In 2005, a few years before this happened, he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. It was left untreated, and that's when he started hearing God's voice warning him about evil people. Then his wife left, which was probably a huge stressor in his life. And Mm. then he cuts up this guy. Hmm. So if you want to read this. Mr. Lee is a schizophrenic, said Crown Attorney Joyce Dalman after hearing the verdict. Mr. Lee, in my opinion, and the opinion of the psychiatrist, had no idea what he was do- that what he was doing was wrong. People who are mentally ill should not be convicted when they don't know what they did was wrong. They need to be treated. I certainly agree that in Mr. Lee's case, he needs to be treated for a very long time. But well, what's a long time to you guys? Ever? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, for, for like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, this is from um, CTV News, uh, 2015. Okay, well, I'll read the headline first before (laughs) I react to it to everyone, (laughs) because I have a strong... Is that long enough? (laughs) Vince Lee, who beheaded a bus passenger, granted to move to group home. Okay, if I was somebody in that group home, I would not be okay with that. Can you imagine if he had a roommate or something? I'd be like, oh, hell no. Mm-mm. Oh, hell no. Absolutely not. I, I just feel like he needs to be somewhere where he can be monitored. Yes. For, like, continuously. Yes. So he was monitored. Now, at this time, the Manitoba Criminal Criminal Criminal, the Manitoba Criminal Co- Code Review Board granted Lee unsupervised day trips to Winnipeg, which is right where Tim McLean's family lives, so I'm sure they oh my enjoy God. that. Vince Lee, who, man who beheaded Greyhound passenger, wins right to live alone. Okay. Well. Wow. So his, Why? His name isn't uh, Vince Lee anymore. This Seriously? Is, yeah, this is from The Guardian right here. And the doctor says, quote, he is no longer a violent person. Uh, I will say, yes, he absolutely understands that he has to has to take his medication. You promise me you're going to take this medication, right? If we let you go. Yeah, yeah, probably. And he has the desire to live a responsible moral life and never succumb to a psychotic episodes and not to hurt anyone ever. That's not in within his control, <laughs> though. I don't. I and, don't. All, and honestly, like, does. As long as he takes his pills, he's fine, but no one's... I don't know that you can actually cure schizophrenia. Right. Like you can monitor it. You, you can't you can... guarantee that even if he's on medication, he's not going to have a, another well, major psychotic Go ahead break. and read this uh, headline and the subheadline there. Mentally ill man who beheads bus passenger is freed from all supervision. 
Will Baker, formerly known as Vince Lee, is found criminally responsible is not ugh, was not found criminally responsible for 2008 killing in Canada and has now been given abs- absolute discharge. So now he's ro- rolling around Canada as Will Baker. Well, <laughs> I mean, and and like with that, like that's all discharge. So like, if you want, like. He doesn't need to like check in with anybody. Yeah, you know? he doesn't need to go to, to therapy. Like the, only if he decides that he wants to go to therapy. Like that's... he's completely free. He, he doesn't have to take his medication. No one's checking up on him. Right. I mean, he, he's hopefully taking his medication. Well, hopefully, until we, we do another story. Do we have, a, do we have another headline with <laughs> yeah, him? Yeah. Can we can we do a follow up search? <laughs> follow up search. Google search Will Baker. <laughs> Where is he now? I I don't know. I couldn't find him. That's all I could find on. Let's just have like an ET style interview with him. Oh my god! But via via Zoom. Let's just be clear. (laughs) Not in the same room as him. But very socially distant. But to uh, wrap this episode up, uh, one thing that's sort of amusing: uh, before this happened, Greyhound Bus spent millions of dollars to to do this ad campaign. They were going to reinvent themselves. And can you guys? uh, Tell, want to guess what their slogan was? Where are you heading? <laughs> no, it was this. If you want to read this, this from Fox News. Bus Greyhound scrapes scraps no bus rage after Canada beheading. Oh my god! Oh, so that was like their ad campaign while this happened. Yeah. So oh. the ad, no the ad, before this happened, they spent right. millions in putting up posters. The ad's tagline was quote There's a reason you've never heard of bus rage. And here's a picture of some uh, one of the ladies t- covering it up. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. How much do you want to bet that advertiser was fired for that? Well, I mean, no, they can't be fired for you can't expect someone yeah. to, to do that. Like, that's. Oh, my yeah. God. It's not like they'd be sitting in a marketing meeting. Well, you know, yeah. it's great. But like, what if someone comes onto our bus and with a bow knife and like, <laughs> you can't you can't make that shit up. You can't Jeez. like. That is so crazy. So what was their new tagline after this happened? We're safe, uh, we promise. No, probably, hey, does, does, I don't, does anybody want to ride Deep a bus? discounts. <laughs> Deep discounts. <laughs> we'll get you there, dead or alive. <laughs> There's a reason you never heard a bus rage twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was one uh, time, okay? <laughs> what was that, um... Family Guy. We've been binging Family Guy. It was like, Boost Mobile. We're sorry, everyone. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. Anyway, that was the eventually beheading episode. I hope you guys like that. Wow, that gave me no satisfaction (laughs) of an ending. (laughs) I'm just going to say. All right, so that's the uh, Greyhound bus beheading. Where you beheading. (laughs) Is that going to be the title of the episode? Uh, Yeah, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Where you be heading? That's a pretty good one. <laughs> what do you guys think of that episode? Uh, very dissatisfying ending there. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's disappointing for sure. Um, but it was nice to listen to. <laughs> oh, Canada! All right, so guys, thank you so much. If you're a podcast listener, be sure to subscribe on whatever podcast app you're using right now for you youtubers out there be sure to subscribe i got some great episodes coming out so um we'll see you next time and until next time good night you lovely lovely people